Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. And again, my affiliation with Australia, I am back in Australia this week speaking with another amazing heart-centered leader. His name is Philip Guichard. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is the creative director of D2, which is a new industrial and product design studio that is based in Melbourne. He has had 20 years of experience in the design industry, and he believes that there's always room for innovation, a fresh approach, and new products. It's basically his daily mantra, and I know it motivates him. He studied mechanical engineering, and while doing so, he discovered industrial design, a revelation. It is what he has always wanted to do. He then studied industrial design in Canada. This double knowledge allowed him to manufacture every product he designs for his clients. With experience, he moved more into marketing and design strategy, and this allowed him to launch new products in profitable niches, giving leadership to his clients. If you ask him what he does, he says he doesn't work. He loves what he does. So, Philip, welcome to the show. Well, well thank you for this uh, presentation. Uh, I almost didn't recognize myself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's always, I always say to my guests, it's so fun to hear someone else give a little snapshot of the trajectory of your life. And sometimes it gives us solace to just pause and see how far we've come. And I'm really appreciative of your time. Uh, we are Thursday night here in Canada, so I know it's Friday morning for you in Australia. And, and the love of technology, and here we are. Fantastic. Let's so, dive in. Let's dive in. Here's my first leadership question for you. I really enjoyed watching your TEDx video and really felt compelled, and I felt, I felt the emotion that you exuded from the testing that you had had in school. So my question is, what advice would you give to a younger person who might be seeking a role where their vocational testing might not align with their passion? Oh, wow. <clears throat> we started with a very big question already. Um, I, I think there is some part which is self-belief and believing in yourself um, somehow despite of what people can say around you. So to give a bit of context to people who are listening, when I was 16, I was told that I would never amount to much and I could maybe at best be a cabinet maker or something. And that was based on a, a career counselor uh, test and my profile was unusual. And that's why I was given an answer. But if I discovered after research and, and exploring that uh, actually that profile is kind of ideal if you want to be an industrial designer. So I would say to people like, you know, keep exploring, keep testing, um, be curious. I think that's the main thing. Be curious. Go around, test, uh, work for free or you know, low pay in, in different type of industry just to explore what you like and also what you don't like. And that will give you, that will shape the path before you. Well, and I think it's such a clear snapshot of, I think, where the cliche think outside of the box comes because I don't think all of us cognitively sample well with testing and, and measurements and assessments and I just think that that is such solid advice 
and I see the, the grit that you've put into your passion, which is now something that you love every day. So I just think it was, it's such a great role model that you have been and that you shared it in that TED Talk. So thank you for that. My second question is, what imperfections do you feel that you bring to your leadership role at D2? Well, I, I don't consider myself as a leader. I think that's the main thing. I'm a learner. Uh, so I keep learning every day, Ali. I, learn, I read a lot of books, uh, but also learn every day from different situations, from the work I do with my clients, how I work with my clients. Uh, what I have is a kind of a vision that where I would like to be, and that's, that's kind of a very big pull for me. Um, but I, I, yeah, I really don't consider myself as a leader, like being on top of my game or something like this. I consider myself as someone who's learning and someone who has kind of a vision of what the future can be. And I would like to invite people to walk with me to, towards that vision. Well, I love that. And I think as human beings, we, we get caught up in, in doing and doing and doing. And sometimes we pause and forget to just be. And what I love about your answer is that to be, we have to continually learn and commit to being a lifelong learner. And that's how we evolve and, and be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. So I love that. See, this is why I wanted you on the show. <laughs> Thank you. My, my third question, and I'm still, I'm still calling you a heart-centered, I'll call you a heart-centered learning leader. Mm -hmm. You have a thriving mindset that you feel you don't work because you love what you do. Mm -hmm. What methodology can you share for others to look to you for mentorship and maybe a strategy that they could see a light at the end of the tunnel to change their current circumstance and not give up on their dreams? Yeah. Okay. That's also a very deep question. Um, uh, it's, I don't really give advice. I can only talk from the limited experience I have. Uh, what, what I would say is um, maybe I would share the one advice I was given by my meditation teacher. And uh, the advice goes along this way. Accomplish the great task by a series of small acts, which means you cannot change drastically who you are to who you want to be in 24 hours and wake up the next day and be a different person. That's maybe there are a couple of persons in the world that can do that, but most people can't do that. You need to work bit by bit. So if you have a passion, uh, work towards that passion regardless of what people say around you. And, and I could share a couple of examples. I have in mind a friend of mine who um, started drawing maybe six, seven years ago. And I have to say, I, I draw a tiny bit for design purposes, but I, I could see that her drawing were not really good. <laughs> That's um, even an understatement. That was not really good at all. But she kept at it and she, she drew only one character and she's been drawing one character for maybe seven years now or something. But over the years, she really, really improved and her character took life and her character embodies her personality now. And now she has a whole range of products she's selling with a character on top of it. So that was her dream seven years ago. That's her reality today. Well, and I think if you don't attach an outcome or an expectation to an outcome and you just allow your passion to 
unfold. I think eventually that vision becomes a dream. I often feel that if you have a, a combined deep, I like to call it a, a visceral energy with yep. a really, and, and, and I'm a yoga teacher and you meditate. So I love this. We can, we can speak this language. When yes. you have that calm mind, it is full of clear and focused vision. And then when you focus on that vision, again, the, the dream just unveils and unpacks within the time that it's supposed to, because there's no attached emotion to the outcome. You're just enjoying the joy and the journey. That's true. The only, maybe I can add a tiny thing up to, to that. It's, uh, I love what I do. And you also have to understand that there's a lot of things to, that I have to do to do the part that I love in what I do in my business. So to explain that, I love designing, creating, and sometimes doing CAD and prototypes and everything. That's, that's really exciting to me. That's part of the design journey. But in order to do that, I need to do marketing, sales, and everything. And I need to get better at that. And, and I, there's one I have to do to, to do the other one that I love to do. Um, so it's not all 100% you know, roses and, and good smell and, and pleasure all the time. But overall, because I have this um, vision, I have this pool, and I have this drive, I can really, I can really enjoy act, actually marketing because I have a purpose for it. So that's an, a slight note I wanted to add. Well, I just, I love the introspection and, and it leads nicely into my, my next question. You have such an appreciation and love of design and creativity and innovation. If you could invent a new product or service to help the world right now, what would it be? Oh, um, maybe that would be a, a new type of energy which is not wind or solar or nuclear or electric or something. Because um, I think, you know, there's something that I would like to contemplate. Uh, electricity was here before electricity was discovered. It's just, you know, we took time as a human species to really combine things so that we kind of discover something that was already around. So in the same manner, I was contemplating the idea that there's probably a type of energy that has been here for a long, long time, but we have not been able to harness it because we don't look in the right direction. And I was contemplating the ideas years ago that I would love to invent, which is actually discovering that in that reality, that new type of energy. Well, it's interesting because I, when I was formulating my questions, I was wondering if you were going to go an engineering answer or if you had something in your design front of your mind that you'd been thinking of. So that's interesting. So there's, there's still something on your dream bucket list then that you might, that you might invent and create. Yeah. And I have a number of projects of mine that I have on in drawers that I would like to unfold to, but I think the energy one would be beneficial for humanity. That's why I mentioned this one. Oh, absolutely. And is there any, I'm going to add another question in here. Is there any project that you've worked on that has really stumped you and then you've landed up being surprised by the outcome? Hmm. Um, I have a couple in mind. One was uh, a project I did years ago, which was 
It's called a lobster. It's a paintbrush holder. And um, it looks like a lobster grabbing a paint, poi, a paint pot. And then the antenna of the lobster are holding the brush. And then the brush is dripping inside the pot so that you have a, a non-messy environment when you paint and you know, when you DIY painting, for example. Uh, this one was very interesting because there was a, a very different context from other design project um, that was driven by financial um, outcome, I would say, from the CEO. Uh, and yet that was very, very different and disruptive some, somehow in that industry. There's nothing that looked like it at the time and that sold millions, actually, or more than that, actually. But yeah, that, that sold very, very well. It's always, it's, it's almost like when you ask someone that question, there's always something that is sitting in, in the front of their mind of a memory of a challenge or something exciting. So always a fun thing to reminisce and think about that. I'm going to switch gears now and I'm going to ask you what I call my fab four. And these are just four fun questions, whatever's sitting on the top of your mind. And my first question is, what leader did you look up to as a younger man and why? Hmm. I'm not too sure I had examples in terms of leadership because I never, it never occurred to me that I could be some kind of leader in my life or anything like it. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introvert, so uh, I spent a lot of time hiding behind my computer and doing work for clients in that manner. Um, uh, when, when I think about that, <clears throat> I will go back to my grandparents, uh, both my grandpa and the other grandpa the, on the other side of the family lineage. Um, they had values, they had attitude, they had character, and, and that's, they, they were probably um, shaping me from their behavior and their own leadership, so to speak, in a family context. Well, it's always lovely when we have those mentors, even if they're within the family and just generational values and belief systems that are passed on. And I think that's really lovely. My second question is, if there's anybody in the world that is a mentor or someone famous that you could have dinner with and they could be living or who have passed away, who would it be and why would you want to have dinner with them? It's a question I would love, love to contemplate a bit more, but uh, my top of mind answer would be, I would love to have dinner with my grandpa. One of my grandpa passed away when I was maybe 10 or 11, I guess. And I, he, was, he was a, a resistant in France from you know, the Second World War. And he was, he was a character, he loved life and everything, but also he had values and he was really driven by his values and he was helping people. And I never really got to have a, a deep discussion with him. And he's got a whole experience of life that I didn't get to really touch on. So. The other grandpa had died when I was, I don't know, late uh, in my twenties. So I had more time to talk to him, but the first grandpa, George, that's his name. Um, I didn't have much time or much opportunity to have deep discussion with him. I would love to. I would love to do that today. I will have a, a very deep appreciation for that. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. And um, I can only imagine losing, you know, your grandpa just coming into those formidable years and the conversations you would have with him now with everything that's, you know, happened in the trajectory of your life over the last few decades. So that's beautiful. If I asked your family or your friends to describe you in one word, what would that word be? Oh, that would be maybe a mix of curiosity and learning. Um, I tend to be a bit curious, uh, maybe like a child sometime, you know, like exploring and looking at things and how, the, how it works and why is it this way and everything. And, and it's combined with learning. I love learning. Uh, if, I, if I could, I would spend more time learning. I, I always have a number of online courses open uh, on, my, on my computer. Um, and, uh, and I find that really exciting to discover something new, something that I wasn't aware of before, uh, maybe a new perspective or something that contradicts my worldview or my knowledge in some area. So I love learning and I think it's just learning and curiosity are just blended together. Well, I can tell you, I, I am a fellow introvert, even though I have this podcast, people People think you're an extrovert when you when you chat with people, but I, I'm in the same uh, corner as you. I love to learn. I often have many windows open on my computer, and there's nothing I love more than holding a book. As much as I love my, my iPad, I, I love reading all kinds of books, so I definitely join you in that, uh, in that world as well. My last question for you, Philippe, is... What do you want your legacy to be? Hmm. Um, maybe someone who cares for others. And uh, so the care is not only for you know, human beings, but it's for the planet and for the impact that we have <clears throat> and how we behave in life. And um, it, it's, it's somehow strange. Some people think that when you make decisions, you don't really care about them. But if you have a negative behavior and you make a strong decision, maybe it's an act of love, uh, a bit like a mother that was called her kids. Uh, it's not that the mother doesn't like the kids. It's like the kid has a behavior that needs to be um, challenged or corrected or improved. So, uh, yeah, it's something along the lines of, of love and care. Well, that doesn't surprise me. So even though you don't think of yourself as a leader, I, I definitely think you're a heart-centered leader, even behind that, that computer screen and, and being that uh, forever, everyday learner that you are. And I just want to thank you for sharing of your time and expertise and just wishing you continued success as the creative director at D2 and really look forward to continued conversation and keeping in touch with you. Thank you, Ned. Thank you a lot for having me on the show today. Well, it was my pleasure. And I like to end the show with my list of five things that I really feel help us all lead a purposeful life. Follow your heart, have passion, do your best, know your truth, and always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you once again for joining me on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast.